everyone agrees, bacon makes everything better. Even marketing. This is the Bacon Podcast, where you'll learn to cure your marketing. And make your business. I can't believe I said that. Internet marketing. Online marketing. Social media tips and techniques. Now, to help you bring more bacon home, the master of marketing sizzle, Brian Basilico. This is the Bacon Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps, I've got another incredible repeat guest. He's one of my faves. He's a dog lover. He's a dude. And his name is Chris Voss. Chris, man, how are you doing today? Hey, thanks. Well, I'm glad to be uh, on the show, man. I mean, uh, you said there was free bacon. Always, yeah. There's always free bacon, baby. That's what this show is about. Over here on the free bacon shows. Yes, exactly. Sizzling hot recipes to grow your business. So, do you feed your dogs bacon? No. No bacon, huh? No bacon. Pork has like a pork has a has a little uh, uh, one of those antibodies or whatever the hell it is, little bugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, you be careful feeding pork to your dogs. But that's probably the only information people are looking for today. But that's exactly it, man. Because you know the bottom line is, is I mean, my dog gets bacon, but you know, like anything else, it's in moderation. You know, cool the pork thing. I didn't know about this, and recently one of my friends, uh, their dog died of of a bacon uh, of a pork uh, thing, uh, and turned or they got pork poisoning or something. But there's like a uh, there's like some sort of mite or what, what's the, there's some sort of organism in the pork that you literally have to freeze it for two weeks to kill it before you hmm. feed it to your animals. Uh, and you need to be concerned about it even still, but it can really mess up dogs. So that's um, interesting. I didn't yeah. know about it until my friend told me that she, her dog either ended up in the hospital or almost died from it. And I think, it, I think her dog passed away and, wow. And I was like, are you guys for real? And, you know, I give my dog pork and bacon for years. Uh, and then I Googled it and I was like, holy crap. Wow. I, did, I had no idea. See, that's the kind of stuff that you get to learn. You know, I mean, the, the cool thing is, is you've been following what's been happening with my dog, Buddy, guys. As a matter of fact, you're yeah. one of the people who really uh, pounded home. I'm going to use that as a, a very positive way of saying it. Pounded home the need to have a raw diet for a dog and we were researched the crap out of it we we found out what you know the brands were which ones to get all that other stuff man it's really helped and i know that you've got a new puppy you've got rocky raccoon who was named after one of your friends that passed and uh so i've been watching your adventures with rocky you've been watching my adventures with uh bg buddy guy and uh you know that's that's what influence does man i mean that's what you know we we met on a podcast and you know we became friends in a sense around our dogs right i mean it's we have this common interest do you have like a when your show s- starts do you have like a sizzle theme song or something i that- do yes there is as a matter of fact that's exactly how it starts <laughs> it yeah. starts with the sizzle sound i'm glad you didn't play that when we started the show because uh, then i'd be hungry well, yeah, no, I don't want to make you hungry. I'm getting hungry now talking about it. Yeah, your stomach will start grumbling, then we'll go down a completely different path. I might have to break from the show and go get me some yeah. food here. No, I'm just this kidding. is not a restaurant review show, man. This is about uh, this is about you, you know, and your influence. So let's let's talk about social influence. Let's talk about um, one of the reasons that I I hit you up on Facebook and Messenger is you put up this article about Gary V, which yeah. um, for those people who don't know Gary Vaynerchuk. 
Um, he is a, uh, a, a very well-respected uh, marketer whose dad owned a liquor store in New Jersey, New York, somewhere out there. But he's he is the he's the king of profane advice. At least that's the way I like to explain him. Um, he is not uh, PG thirteen in any way, shape, or form. You know, but he's you know most New Yorkers tell you like it is. My favorite joke is how many how many New Yorkers does it take to screw in a light bulb? Danza, yeah. what the hell do you care? <laughs> I mean, it's true. I grew up in New York. That's the way all my, you know, cousins and stuff talk. It's just, it is what it is. So that's that's his style. But what was this article about, and what got you going? How many, how many, how many people does it take to screw in a light bulb? Forget about it. Right. Um, so on Medium, uh, a gentleman by the name of Nat Eliason, Eliason, mm -hmm. uh, wrote an article uh, about Gary V called "No More Struggle Porn." Uh, well, let me before I get into this, let me preface this say I have a lot of respect for Gary V. I think mm -hmm. he does a great job. He's done an incredible job vaulting himself from his family's businesses as a uh, as a, a, from where he grew up. He started the wine, uh, of course, uh, the wine podcast out of his family's business uh, and and grew up from there and everything else. Um, so anyway, there was, there's, there's always been a discussion in my head and a lot of friends I've talked to that are entrepreneurs. And we've always kind of joked about Gary V because he, he, he's great at being like a Tony Robbins sort right. of, I, I wouldn't even call him be, I would say he's beyond Tony Robbins because I've read Tony Robbins books and Tony gives me a lot of, has given me a lot of ways to, um, exercise the skill of being able to master my internal brain and stuff. Um, Gary's really good at kind of a, a hype rah-rah cheerleader. Uh, there's some mechanisms he does teach and, you know, how to think or how to approach stuff. Um, but he, he's just, he, there's just a lot of hype rah-rah cheerleading and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's something fairly good about it, but, uh, uh, this gentleman, Nat Ellison, wrote an article on Medium, No More Struggle Porn, talking about how um, one of the dangers of some of the stuff that Gary puts out there is um, he, and I'm going to quote from the article here, he says, I call this struggle porn. It's a masochistic obsession with pushing yourself harder, listening to people uh, to tell you to work harder and broadcasting how hard you're working. He addresses in here that a lot of people that you meet that talk about how hard they're working and they're always bragging about, I'm hustling, hustling, hustling. They're usually the people that are failing the most. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I never talk about how successful I'm doing in business. I don't claim to be a bazillionaire, but uh, I just don't have time because I'm making money or trying to make money. I mean, I'm not, if I, if, if you ever saw me wind around, pretend to be a baller all the time and claiming I'm, balling and shit then you probably should really wonder how well i'm you know doing successful and you probably met friends like that all the time yeah so he uh so you know i mean we've, we've all seen the guy who has the you know he does that shot where he's parked in front of a uh lamborghini and a, and a house and you're like geez i wonder who's Lamborghini house he borrowed for that picture. Exactly. I've posted that on Facebook numerous times. It's like how not to make money on social media. Don't put a picture of yourself with a Lamborghini next to a mansion. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, <laughs> just right away. People go bullshit. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and honestly, you know, I, it, it's funny when I have my, when I have my companies back in the day with all the employees and stuff, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember people come to me and be like, hey, Chris, you know, you built this multi-million dollar companies. You know what you should really do? You should go out and teach people how to do exactly what you did with your company. And I'm like, no. And they're like, why not? That's what people do. I'm like, because I don't want you competing with me. I'm making money. I'm not going to teach you how to make the money I'm making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's kind of that old adage where when you meet somebody who's like, I made so much money, I'm going to teach people how to make money. You're like, no, there's more money in you teaching people than there is in the money that you're actually making. That's yep. why you're doing it. So, you know, one thing he does bring up is that Gary Vaynerchuk did come from a silver spoon uh the thing with his family where they have a $3 million business and, and yeah, he did help build it and help grow it. Um, I'm not sure how much it was influential to what he did as opposed to, I mean, there's, they're in the booze business. I mean, come on, is it really hard to sell that shit? Um, but you know, it's no slight to, to Gary V. Um, but you know, part of what he talks about is, is, is struggling is good. And so what uh, this Nat gentleman is speaking about is uh, this thing that entrepreneurs can get into called struggle porn, where they're always bragging about they're hustling and they're chasing business and they, they spend more time fronting that. And then sometimes they, they're in businesses or they're down pathways that they need to quit. And mm-hmm. by listening to sometimes Gary V's uh, rah, rah sessions, they don't know when to quit. And there are times when you're in a business, you need to quit it. You just need mm-hmm. to go, this isn't going to work. You just right. need to kill this and move on. I mean, before I started building successful companies, I had a number of little small failures. And part of it was I need to learn the basics of business. Once you've been in business for a while, you kind of know the shit you need to do every day. I mean, I can start businesses in my sleep for all the business I've started all my life. I know all the mechanisms I need to do. Whether I do them or not, it's another problem. Right, yeah, the motivation is <laughs> Whether a whole, I'm like, another thing. Should I do marketing today or play the video games? People used to say, why don't you brag more about what you do? It's like, I don't know, my bank accounts, my baller hustler's insignia, and I'm not going to share it with you because I don't want you to get in the business that I'm in. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, Sid, let's sit and look at a whole bunch of other really successful people. I mean, let's look at somebody like a Bill Gates. You know, who spends all of his time now trying to make the world a better place. Uh, you know, think about somebody like Warren Buffett, who, you know, is not out there constantly bragging about how much money he makes. You know, he's, yep. he's offering advice. He's, he's philanthropic. He's doing a whole bunch of other things. And you bring up a really good point about, you know, Gary V and being in the Internet marketing world. Um, you know, I cut my teeth on, on a lot of hucksters. I mean, these are people... And, and there's a lot of them in the internet marketing space now that are really great from selling from stage. And and the whole, I don't know if, who started the whole thing, whether it was, you know, Dan Kennedy. I, I, I don't remember who specifically, you know, really started this whole selling from stage thing and then meet everybody in the back room and cash all their checks and collect their credit cards. But, you know, that is something that I experienced before I ever got into the industry. And this dates back to either the 90s or 2000s. And yeah. there was this um, invite that I was getting phone calls to and in the mail about, hey, come and learn how to make money on the Internet. And, of course, you know, I've been in the Internet for years. So I'm going, OK, I'll come check this out, see what these guys are doing. And so I sat through this whole program. And what they were doing is they were showing people how they could set up their own online store and sell products to their friends and neighbors 
And all they had to do was pay them $2,000 and they would set up their business for them, which, mm-hmm. you know, they're sitting there saying, hey, you can make, you know, 100000 200000 quarter of a million dollars a month if you really hustle at this thing and do it. And here's all the wonderful stuff. And look at these numbers from this guy and this guy and this yes. guy. When it was all said and done, you had like 25 people in the back room dropping 20, you know, 2000 bucks. So they're, you know, they made $50,000 from doing a, a seminar at a hotel. And what most of these people didn't realize is they just bought the right to all compete against each other. They're buying yeah. the same stuff from the same company. <laughs> And, you know, but they didn't what they and I just did a a podcast and a blog and stuff on on this, you know, about dreams. You know, they sold them the dream, but they didn't sell them anything unique. You know, there was nothing unique about it. So these hucksters get up in the back of the room and they preach about you. You know, it's a bright, shiny object. You can make a million dollars on YouTube. You can make a million dollars on Facebook ads. You can make a million dollars on Instagram. And they tell you how to do it. But they really don't, you know, and they certainly don't hold your hand and keep you accountable. The thing I've learned by doing courses is you get a thousand people in a room, you know, a a hundred people may buy from you. And out of that hundred people, maybe 10 might actually finish it. And out of that 10, maybe two actually make money (laughs) because they have the commitment to do it. You know, that's the crazy thing about it. It's like. People will spend, but they just don't have the accountability or the, you know, the, the, the mindset to follow through like you did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of unfair to pick on Gary V because what he's talking about, the struggle entrepreneur thing, mm-hmm. um, he, he's basically talking about people who build businesses that are going nowhere quickly. And because they listen to this masturbatory sort of hype rah-rah stuff, they feel that because they're struggling, that's why they call it struggle porn or struggle entrepreneurs, that because they're struggling, that it's just fine. Okay, I just need to get through the struggle. Right. And really, sometimes you just need to call it quits on some certain shit. Um, and it, it basically creates a system where struggling and hustling becomes success proxies that unsuccessful people can brag about to give themselves a dopamine hit they get. Um, you know, and, and the thing that, the thing that happens with Gary V is the same thing that happens and and Gary V probably shouldn't be taking the hit for this. He's a good example, but you know, it's like people who buy books, but never read them. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm guilty of that. I'll buy audio books on Amazon and I'll be like, Oh, that's a great book. and I'll buy it. But then I never read it, but somehow I think that I'm smarter because I bought the book. And maybe I'll read it someday. So I'm a lot smarter on that subject. In fact, I'll go around and talk about the subject because I saw the guy on TV and what he talks about. And yet I've never read the book. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, motivational speakers know that too. Anthony Robbins knows just what you said. You know, he might sell a bunch of uh, firewalks to 100 people and maybe two people sit down and the book will change their life. But the rest of the people will keep buying his books and buying his his seminars. Like I've met people that are severely suicidal and depressed, but they've been to like 20 Anthony Robbins seminars. Right. And, you, and they just keep going because they like the rah-rah hit, the dopamine hit, as uh, What's-His-Face talked about in the Medium article. 
but uh, you know, it's uh, there is there is the struggle. You know, what he writes here is the struggle porn. The struggle busy is how struggle porn distracts you from accomplishing what the struggle is supposed to be in the direction of. Instead of thinking maybe my difficulty getting traction is a sign that I need to try something else. Um, so he's got he's got some good points. Mm-hmm. Um, about it. He even mentions the Instagram accounts of popular entrepreneurs are so similar. I have to wonder if they aren't hiring the same media agency to run them. Gary V talked about this in a video where he said, um, you know, if you go see the top 10 entrepreneur accounts on Instagram, they're all just in this masturbatory rah-rah thing. And, and look how good I do. And oh, I'm out balling today. And you're like, you know, I, like I I don't ever you won't ever see me post that on my line no matter how much money I've ever made or how big my company is I'm not I'd never publicizing it and I got to be honest with you the richer I've ever been the less I'm gonna share or tell people how much what I'm doing is making me rich because I don't want you competing with me. Well, you brought up a couple of really good points, and I mean one of them was um, you know understanding the basics. I mean here's here's the thing if you're gonna be in business. You know, people, they go down that bright, shiny object syndrome thing. One of my favorite things is Facebook ads. Everybody talks about how you can get rich. I mean, you got Mari Smith out there promoting it. You got all these different people doing it. You know, and Mari's just doing what she's getting paid for. And Gary's doing things to build an audience. I mean, those those people aren't necessarily the problem, but they know how to make money off, you know, people's wants that's really what they're yeah. doing because people people will buy what they need but they'll spend extra money and they'll go the extra money for or mile for what they want and i did an example of this i was just interviewed for an ink article and i talked about um cars cars are pretty straightforward man you you know what's the difference between a nissan pathfinder and a, a um infinity qx60 and the difference is fourteen thousand dollars, and one looks better in your driveway because it has an affinity symbol on it. And people <laughs> will pay, you know, the cars exactly. The technology is the same, and pretty much there isn't a whole heck of a lot of difference between them. Both have leather seats, you know, all the bells and whistles. But the biggest thing is that you know they try to sell you luxury and they mm-hmm. try to sell you performance. But what people want is I want to look kick ass in my driveway, and I want to look kick ass running down the street like I've got more money than i really have you know Mm -hmm. and so that's the want versus the need and when it comes to business i mean it's really super super simple when people are buying these facebook ads courses they say hey all you got to do is spend x amount of this money and you're going to make all this money back and and business is really super simple people say that you know you spend a buck you make two you're going to be happy all day long well in reality i say you're going to have spend a buck you need to make three because you need to spend time you know, for the failures and learning and all this other stuff. So why not, instead of buying a Facebook course, why don't you learn QuickBooks? Why don't you learn how to balance your accounting and understand how to make money, you know, from a a core standpoint, and then go look at how to do it on Facebook and stuff like that. And that's where I think people fail is they don't get back to the basics. They're just going after that bright, shiny object, trying to look like they're incredible, right? Yeah. And I mean, my biggest problem in business, my biggest problem is doing the stuff that I know I need to do. Well, uh, yeah, hey, Chris, you need to do your, your marketing and, and watching Gary V videos just be, uh, to me is a distraction. A lot of people I know that really like Gary V. I like Gary V. Um, but yeah, a lot of that's just distraction. It's it's kind of more hype for people. Maybe I don't know who dream about being an entrepreneur. One of the other things that um, 
Gary does, and, and again, I'm not knocking Gary, um, but one of the things that Gary does, he's trying to entice people to be entrepreneurs by saying, you know, dead end job, don't work for the thing. I, there are, I, I'm of the opinion, I could be wrong, that there, and I've been this opinion for 20 years, I've talked people out of trying to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain people with very rudimentary brains um, that, that aren't going to succeed at being an entrepreneur. They just aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I once talked to a math teacher who wanted to take out a mortgage loan for like twenty or 30000 to go start a, a business. And and just talking to him and dealing with him, I was like, dude, you are wasting your money because you. the only thing you understand is what's in a book. And you have this rudimentary thought process and, and gathering thing. If you, One of the things you got to be able to do is – it be entrepreneurs, you got to be able to think outside the box. Um, maybe if he bought a franchise with it, he'd have a he'd have a good chance of being an entrepreneur. But you're not really an entrepreneur if you're just buying a franchise. At least in my book, you're not. Well, yeah, franchises uh, fail as often as any restaurant does. I mean, it's it's yeah. You know, they well, they tend to they tend to do a little bit better than just starting a business from scratch. I mean, you, you have a better chance usually if it's a nice franchise. Uh, like a McDonald's or one of the other higher ends, they do the research for your location and the research for your stuff ahead of time so that you're not going to end up in the shit. Well, they, but, they uh, offer training and marketing and there's foundational stuff yeah. and, you know, they've seen it work and they've seen it not work and they understand. So there's a lot of basically what you're buying is a system more than anything else. Yeah. You're not reinventing yeah. the wheel. I mean, anytime right. I start a business, I'm, I'm like, okay, well we have to, make a wheel and i don't know what the wheel should be maybe it should be square um i mean if you're a guy who's got four kids at home they're all in school Mm -hmm. you need your your health insurance um you know you you might want to stick with a nine to five job i don't know that i want to shame you into quitting your job putting your family at risk your home at risk your health insurance at risk to you know maybe go make a, a business, you know, the, the one thing that, um, you know, 99% of businesses fail in the first two years. Um, that's a hell of a journey to overcome. It is. And when and, you, when the business fails, you fail financially. Yeah. I and mean, that's like a, you know, it's a, it's a New York, you know, New York cement boot taking you down to the bottom of the river. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> it's even more than that. Sometimes your marriage falls apart because right. of it. Your relationships fall apart. I've lost uh, friends I've had for 22 years over business failures. Uh, you know, you think money is a is a challenge in business. Wait till you start a, a business and you you know you have your married partner looking at you going, "What the hell is going on? Where's all this mar- money going?" And and uh, and yeah, there's there's I mean I I've had a lot of people that that uh, have worked for me over the years and and they're on commission or sales and. And they have to go get a day job once their wife gets pregnant because, you know, they got to have the health insurance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I think one of the things that, you know, to kind of sum up a lot of what we're talking about, you know, I mean, I agree with you. Gary V, he's very motivational. He's he's like Tony Robbins of the Internet marketing space. Yeah. You know, with a little bit of an edge to him. You know, that's just the way he is. He's really good at it. He's good at what he does. He's a good speaker. He knows how to put sentences together that motivates people. But I think, again, going back to what I said before, is most people don't realize that, you know, when you need 
a hundred thousand dollar business. You need a six figure business to even be even with getting a job because half of the money that you make is going to go towards stuff. It's going to go towards phone. It's going to go towards marketing. It's going to go towards a whole bunch of other things that you need to do. You don't make a hundred thousand dollars and get to keep all that. So if you run a hundred thousand dollar company as a solopreneur, chances are you're going to bring home maybe 50 if you're really good at it. And $50,000, dude, when I was working at AT&T in 1984, I made 40,000 bucks. I bought a house and a car for cash. You know, my kids are making $60,000 now and they can't afford to buy anything. So it's just the times have changed. So if you sit down and you really look at the big picture, you know, these people are selling the dream. They're selling the ability, you know, and when you say get to a six figure business, I mean, I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but if you're not making six figures, then you don't really have a solid business. You've got an incredibly great possible hobby, <laughs> you know, but if you're making 50 and, and your husband's making a ton of money, your wife's making a ton of money, that's fine. You know, but it's, if you are the main breadwinner, I, that's what I consider to be the, you know, the baseline of having a true business. What's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you've got to make a lot of money, which means, you know, it takes time to build these things. I mean, sometimes a couple of years, um, the, uh, um, and you've got taxes that come out of it, right. you've got costs, you know, the one thing people don't realize when you're an entrepreneur is you get paid last, right? You get whatever changes, in the bottom of the till when you're done, because you've got to pay vendors, you got to pay costs, you've got to pay your employees. Um, and that really eats into your bottom line. I mean, everything looks great until you, you know, after you pay your taxes and your employees and your vendors and your supplies, your marketing. And then at the end of the day, you're like, well, I got enough for top ramen. <laughs> Right. Well, and, and when you break it down, I mean, the bottom line is, is that these guys aren't selling you anything but themselves. Yeah, yeah. they're selling you. Gary V is selling Gary V. Yeah, he has some knowledge and stuff like that. You can buy one of his programs, buy his books and things like that. But he's selling you Gary V. And that's what mm -hmm. Tony Robbins does. And that's what a lot of these other people do. And yeah. even the hucksters from stage. I mean, the guys who sold that two thousand dollar package. They weren't selling you get rich quick. They were trying to sell people on a two thousand dollar package that they know nobody was going to make any money on. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they just know no one's going to use it. And right. there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's that's there. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing. There's nothing wrong with what Gary's doing. You know, it's just sometimes some of the stuff should come with a little bit of a disclosure that says, "Hey," and you know, he makes a good point. Anybody who's really successful in business isn't listening to Gary V. Right. If you're just starting out, you know, if you're getting into it, listen to Gary Vee. But I think the suggestion I would give everybody else is don't just listen to Gary Vee. Yeah, don't you just know. listen to Gary Vee. Yeah, listen to some Russell Brunson. Russell's got a little different take on it, but Russell is, you know, Gary Vee, who happens to be a Mormon. Um, you know, he actually had Gary Vee on one of his podcasts. It was it was really interesting, you know, and so he's very straight laced, but he's he's got a, a slightly different take. But bottom line is they're two. They're both cut from the same cloth. Yeah. You know, they both are selling the same kind of thing. And that is, you know, buy click funnels and you'll get rich. All you got to learn to do is hack funnels. And, you know, I've read all of his books, but then, you know, listen to some Bob Berg, go back and listen to some Zig Ziglar, you know, hey, listen to the Pope once in a while, you know, listen to whatever it is. There's a lot of information out there that's going to help you found that, find that foundational stuff, whatever, 
motivate you. But the bottom yeah. line is you need a balanced diet just like our dogs do. You know, that's what it boils yeah. down to. And there's a point, too, where you need to move off from the rah-rah stuff and get into the meat stuff. Like I would say, go listen to how to do your taxes better, how to do your accounting better, mm-hmm. how to set up, uh, how to choose between doing a C-corp, an S-corp, or or something like that. Get into mm-hmm. the meat of the stuff, not the hype. Right. And, it's like, yeah, that'll four bucks will get you a cup of coffee. Exactly. <laughs> so, dude, this has been a blast, and I think we got a lot of good stuff out of this one. I think that, uh, you know, people just need to kind of look at the bigger picture. You know, running a business is not all hype and rah rah and bright shiny objects. There's a lot more to it. So, I think, uh, you know, your point about not picking on Gary V, but you know, he is one of the people that are out there, you know, basically selling the sizzle. And he's damn good at it. You know, it's cool. Commanding like 50 grand plus for an appearance to speak. God nice. bless him. He's getting paid to get up and hype on stage and rock and roll. And that, my friend, is a free market economy, right? I mean, it's, it's he got it to the point where people want to trade him $50,000 to watch him for an hour. So that's cool. He's good at that. Uh, I want that gig someday. So, man, this has been a blast. I really appreciate you and your time. If people want to follow you, you know, what's the best way? I mean, I know you got YouTube, you got your podcast, you got all this stuff. Tell tell people how to follow Chris Voss. Uh, it's uh, at Chris Voss anywhere on the Internet. Uh, I'm not the FBI guy. I'm Chris Voss, the social media Internet guy. So avoid the uh, FBI guy. Uh, and uh, just anywhere on the Internet, I'm at Chris Voss. I own all the at Chris Vosses. So there you go. Cool, man. Well, definitely uh, check out Chris's shows. I've been on there. And uh, he, he does some great reviews of a lot of products and uh, follow him on Facebook and follow his dog, Rocky Raccoon. And uh, Chris, man, thanks so much for dropping some sizzling hot bacon knowledge bombs. So I suggest that you go uh, make yourself some bacon wrap something by the time we're finished here and uh, get yourself some lunch, man. So thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, that's it for today's Bacon Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something today. If you did, please go to iTunes and give us a review. We appreciate all your feedback and comments. If you have any questions, go to www.baconpodcast.com forward slash questions, and we'll make sure we get those answered for you. Till next time, keep sizzling. Keep sizzling.